I'm shocked that we haven't heard the ice cream man yet. So another ice cream man drove on by, and today I was actually in a new mood for some ice cream, but um, it was a different ice cream man, not a not an imposter, just you know, another ice cream boy. I'd like to say, I mean, not to be like you know condescending like that, but it was there. There was no, there's nothing ice cream man about them, and um, they kind of dawdled. They only had half the selection you know and uh you know uh andrea was really hoping for uh, my girlfriend was uh, was really hoping for um you know something with caramel and chocolate and they had something on the menu i asked for it and they were like oh it's out and i'm like well why don't you put something on there i mean i'm thinking why don't you put, put some on, something on there to indicate that you know it's kind of a any, yeah any kind of like yeah you know a little magnet that says uh you know sold out isn't that yeah, it's all it's all that's kind of a deal, but like they just didn't. And uh, once again, I don't, I didn't see anything ice cream man about them. I mean, more like ice cream adolescent, you know, like, you know, give, give a kid a, give a kid a truck and, you know, uh, but hold on, I'm going to, I'm going to fire off an intro. Uh, you guys want, does anybody else want Josh, do you want to do the intro? Uh, sure. Hey everyone. And welcome back to VHS playback podcast. <laughs> Keep going, Josh. Uh, I'm the producer of this podcast, Joshua Cousina, and I'd like to introduce our hosts. Uh, up first, we got uh, we we've got Cordelia Grimm. Oh hi. Up next, after that, we've got Tom Bestie. Hey. hey. <laughs> uh, I lost Tom, it. Tom it, it is followed just, up Tom, by uh, Tom is really blowing up this intro. <laughs> In a way that was unexpected that I am enjoying a great deal. Hi, I'm Rob Cousin. I'm one of your hosts here at VHS Playback. Uh, finish, Josh, what do we do here? Well, uh, sometimes we... <laughs> what do we do? No, I, I would say no, our normal podcast format would be us uh, watching a film and, ta- and talking through it. But uh, as of late, due to COVID-19 uh, and social distancing, we've just uh, been talking about a variety of subjects, including uh, nostalgia topics more often than not. So Josh uh, is our. I'm Josh gonna stop doing this voice. <laughs> yeah. So Josh is our producer. He doesn't usually talk like that. So I was thinking it'd be fun today, Josh, for the purpose of this podcast. Uh, if you can give me like a little jingle or some music before each one of these subjects, I'm about to throw down. Uh, so I have some bullet points here. We're gonna fucking break this thing up like a real show. So who's ready to rip? In- <laughs> who's ready to rip into our first? real segmented episode ever of no holds barred uh this one will be titled no holds blockbuster due to one of the segments we'll get into that right now so uh i call this segment remember when hey guys remember when video stores were cool (laughs) oh yeah video stores yeah, I remember oh. that. Yeah, the good old yeah, days. Yeah, remember when? So I, 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 I was wondering if any of you guys had any like... Next segment. <laughs> next segment. Hey, guys. I specifically want to talk about VHS box art. And like there is... Speci- there, like in my head, I guess when I was thinking about this was I, I always have a few uh, VHS box arts that stick out in my head because they were... That's literally the way that I used to pick my film out is I would go into usually the horror aisle and I would walk down it and look for something with like the coolest fucking box art. And that was the thing I took home. And specifically, I remember how rare it was that the very cool box art actually matched the content on the tape. <laughs> so I was I wondering, picking the wrong movies, friend. Oh uh, yeah. So, like, so, I, well, so I was wondering if any of you guys can very vividly remember a specific VHS box art, and if it matched the content, the one you remembered. So I don't know, Josh, do you, do you, do you want to kick this one off? Uh, yeah, I definitely remember uh, being at Family Video and staring at the, I believe it's called lenticular, where it's like you, you move it uh, and the image moves as you like move the the thing you're looking at. Lenticular, I didn't know it was called lenticular. I know exactly what uh, you mean. But yeah, I, I remember staring at the box art for, I believe it was Jack Frost for... <laughs> pretty much every single I time exactly I went into uh, like. I went so, into family video for like for like weeks at a time being like snowman scary snowman over and over again <laughs> so was it was Jack was Jack Jack Frost was like 
I guess my question is, was Jack Frost the horror movie before or after the cute Disney movie about Michael uh, Keaton trying to reconnect with his kid after he dies because he turns into a snowman? Which one was first? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> do you guys know about that movie? It's fucking horrible. I feel it's just around the same time, though, yeah. right? I mean... Yeah, uh, let's see. But yeah, I, I mean, who the fuck is Jack Michael Frost, Keaton? Jack Frost horror comedy was uh, 1997. Michael well, Keaton was, snowman. I think but it was 1998. So the horror film came out first. Was it called Jack Frost? Both were called yeah, Jack so Frost. Could you imagine, like... Um, <laughs> I think I've talked about this before. <laughs> Could you imagine if your mom like rented the wrong one? <laughs> like, so when we were kids, I think I've literally talked about this before on the podcast. But yeah, when we were kids, you have about yeah, Jurassic Park and Carnosaur. Yeah, yeah, my my grandma rented us. My grandma rented us Carnosaur because she thought it was Jurassic Park, and that shit fucked Ooh. us up. <laughs> it was probably this part of the all the kids are watching. Yeah, I remember like. I was like, I don't know there's so many chickens in Jurassic Park. But yeah, that movie fucked us up. <laughs> Wait, so, Cordy, do you remember any particular VHS box art that stood out to you? Oh, I, I remember a bunch that like, we picked up just because of that. But also, Rob, being the resident filmmaker of the podcast, I like to propose a film idea. Um, it would be called Jack Frosted Tips. It would be about a boy going through a boy band process, like trying to get into the group and, you know, just, you know, Learning to dance, learning to sing, mm-hmm. uh, going through auditions. I don't mm-hmm. know. I like it. I like it. I want to workshop it a little bit. So instead of it being okay. a boy that goes through the boy okay. band process, I think it's a kid that is cursed to turn into Guy Fieri at night. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the kid to become a snowman. <laughs> to get Here closer to his son once again. I got a pitch for it, uh, which is uh, try attempt to be in a boy band uh, through a pyrotechnics incident, uh, burns all of their hair off and then has to get a hair transplant that is frosted tips. Uh, Oh, that's good. Mental control. It It was from a serial killer of some kind. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take that. I'm going to yes and that and say what happens after his hair gets all burned off is he puts peanut butter on his head and that causes his pubic hair to grow <laughs> at an exponential speed. Perfect. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, one of the, well, to answer your question, one of the main box titles I super recall is Ghoulies, the little ghoulie puppet like coming out of the toilet. Oh yeah, Ghoulies have good art. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one like super sticks out of my head. I mean, I can think of like a few other like, we we rented a lot of like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes and Return the Killer Tomatoes, like all of those, um, just by box art. I remember we stumbled upon it and slightly became obsessed with those movies. They did um, good art, yeah, 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 yeah. I hate I hate I hate to admit that I've never seen those movies. Which one? Ooh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Okay. I've never seen. Them. Oh I love the cart- I love the cartoon when I was a kid, but like I, I, I mean, it's a huge gap for me. I should have seen them by now. I just haven't. Yeah, you definitely should watch. It. I mean, George Clooney was in uh, Return of the Killer Tomatoes, by the way. Yeah, you oh, listen. Yeah, I he feel was. like I feel like I've seen them because Rosick has spoken of them of with cars. such vigor, vigor <laughs> at this point that I feel like I've actually witnessed them. Um, but Tom, Tom, what do you? That we, oh, sorry, go ahead. Cody, go ahead. No, another one that we rented that we. Brendan like a thousand times was the dark crystal just from the art and then after watching it we were terrified but we kept watching it and i remember watching one of my favorite movies i remember watching the dark crystal a lot and that movie did scare the shit out of me when i was a kid it was a weird one oh because God, like yeah. there were a couple so of kids good. movies that really freaked me the fuck out and that one definitely oh, yeah. had that. it always had such a weird vibe of like i don't know those puppets always look like these like gross old men like trying to like capture the youth of these kids it always freaked me the fuck out i didn't like it at all well, just their movement is really what creeps me out. Like even the Gelflings, like the the good guys, like the they terrified me. Just like the motion was super scary. But yeah, I mean those vultures, the Skaxes were terrifying. Oh, uh, they're huge yeah. too. Like, we talked about this part on the podcast too. That I saw one yeah. in person. They're massive. Um, yeah, they so were. Cool that you got to see that. A real one. Yeah, so I was hanging out in New York. Uh, he was just walking down the street, and I was like, oh, hey, what's up, man? He was like, I killed the gal. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> There's something we have to Oh, you're huge, man. <laughs> I was like, wow, you are much taller. I mean, I guess, like, if that was the case, let's pretend the Skeksy lives in our universe. Those gal <laughs> must have been fucking massive. 
Oh yeah, that's valid. <laughs> the Gelfling would be like my size, which is just not at all the way you picture those little fellas. <laughs> anyway, Tom, does anyone stick out to you at all? Uh, yeah, yeah, a couple. Um, both of them, including the big eyes. One was uh, well, the Nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street, right? I, I thought that was. I still think to this day that's a very very cool um, uh, VHS uh, tape cover, um, box cover there. Uh, the other one I never saw, and I, and I don't think it's all that great, was Monkey Shines. Monkey Shines. Uh, I don't know the name of it. And it literally, it's like one mechanical symbols in its hand, but like it's like Ooh. the eyes are big and wide, and like I guess there's like blood in its teeth or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like the Jack Frost cover, you know, just sort of, you know, um, yeah, it was just sort of like, you know, the, 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 uh, the monster, you know, or whatever, you know, kind of like staring outside the actual, you know, box or whatever, you know, it's really great. It was a really big deal. I, I, I thought the thing was really cool, but oh, yeah. I was actually disappointed with, um, how that scene in the, on the cover was not actually in the, uh, the film later finding out that, uh, um, that same guy who did the thing, um, box art, also went on to do all of the Star Wars and really, uh, and Indiana Jones, yeah. So all of that Indiana Jones, yeah, 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 yeah. That was his. That was his breakout. Um, uh, I guess cover art was uh, for the thing, and I guess he did it like he did it over like overnight, like on a whim because it was kind of like uh, this was the job. I've heard kind of, of Indiana. Tale, I've heard of Indiana Jones. I believe it was Star <laughs> Wars as well. Yeah, yeah. Um. No, I didn't know. That. Oh, yeah, that's like a really famous poster artist. I should know his name. I can't remember it. It's uh, yeah, I don't know either. Uh, I should know it. Um, but yeah, so for me, Chopping Mall was a big one that stuck out. Um, I remember the I can't remember that. And Chopping Chopping Mall's box that. art is like, if I remember right, it's like a fucking robot claw punching out of a bag that someone wrote Chopping Mall on with like a bunch of body parts spilling out of it. And then the movie is oh, like a, a yeah. ridiculously cheesy, like quote-unquote teen back when teens were played by like 30-somethings night in a mall where these like shitty dalek looking robots drive around and blast kids with fucking lasers it's a great one not at all for the reasons that they meant it to be um uh, there's a a couple other ones i mean chud was always some of my favorite cover art but i never actually saw chud until a couple years back i saw chud like Mm. right after i saw uh, or right before i saw us the jordan peele film so i heard it was like um, comparable, and that was the first time I saw Chud. Oh. It is one of my favorite horror soundtracks ever recorded as well. And then I, I, I remember um, there's one called like Mother's Day, where it was like a mom, but she was like a skeleton in a rocking chair sitting by a window that I can like remember the art from more than the actual film itself. Mm-hmm. And like, and then anything zombies I remember. Also, like Romero is. I was a huge Romero fan. I've literally never seen Monkey Giants, and I probably should have as well. Oh, another Peter, yeah, yeah. April Fool's Day is a big one for me too. I remember that cover art. It's such a great cover. I remember it's like a bunch of dead kids sitting in desks in class, and the girl who's like standing in the front of the class has like a noose tied in her ponytail. It's very cool box what art. What was that one called? Uh, April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day is a very fun horror movie because when I was a kid, I loved uh, horror element stuff, but I, ha- I had a lot of trouble um, justifying that with the body count. Like I, 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 when I was younger, it used to freak me out that people were dying in the movies. In uh, April Fool's Day, uh, the joke is spoiler alert for horror film April Fool's Day. Everybody's <laughs> in on it, and it's like a big trick for one person, and no one's actually dying. It's really great. So I remember like oh. like that one feeling like I was like more okay for me to watch or something. I had some That's weird cool moral cover, quandary when I was a kid. Uh, Cordelia, what right. were you saying? Oh, it's just the movie's dwarf those super stick out in my head, uh, the movie covers. You know, something was super funny about a guy on his knees wearing shoes. Oh, that's, uh, what was his name? Oh, uh, Dorf. Dorf, not Dorf. Dorf? Yeah, you're right. It was Dorf. I was going to say Dorf. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it was Dorf. (laughs) D-O-R-F? Yeah. I remember Dorf Dorf Goes Fishing. That was uh, Tim Conway, if I remember right, who did those. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, it I was Tim Conway, who was door. Uh, and I remember thinking it was fucking hilarious. I was like, good. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like, he has a ton of those, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
kind of like earnest, like the same kind of campiness. Just, I was just thinking that. Yeah, just like earnest. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, a lot of curiosity. Specials. Uh, I've had, I remember uh, seeing the VHS box art of, uh, it was a movie. First off, uh, putting a cap on it, I never saw either Jack Frost. In my mind, they were one movie until this podcast. I have uh, seen them both, but go on. <laughs> second, uh, I remember seeing the box art for a movie where it was like, it was a kid that was like a heavier set kid with red hair trying to catch a soccer ball and like going in through a goal. His face looked kind of photoshopped on and he looked super worried. Is this a movie that any of you guys are aware of? <laughs> no, but I do have good news for you, Josh. Is both Jack Frost fall in the 90s. I'm just saying, we can put those on the list if we ever recover from COVID. Oh, it's oh, the biggest. Yeah, good call. I, Josh, I do know what it is. There was a movie that came out, right? Or, okay, so Mighty Ducks came out and it was extremely successful. And it was really cheap, right? So then Disney had a bunch of movies about like lovable loser kids. Uh, one of them was called Heavyweights, which was a movie about a bunch of kids at Bat Camp that Ben Stiller was super mean to. And then the other one was called the big green and it was a soccer movie and i fucking totally know what you're talking about (laughs) and i don't remember the film at all but if i remember right it's it's one of the kids who was in mighty ducks and he's like the goalie and the ball is like smacking him in the testicles so hard that he's like flying (laughs) into the net (laughs) (laughs) heavyweights is a movie that i could probably talk about for about an hour as far as like problematic films go that's got to be one of the most problematic films (laughs) from the fucking 90s like hugely problematic but heavyweights was a movie that i fucking loved as a kid because i was yeah. a great big old fat kid that loved to eat all kinds of big old fat kids it's, it's the same super kid. skinny tiny person i loved heavyweights also it was so good. Heavy, heavyweights is also funny because the concept of the movie is basically like hey kids you're unhealthy let's send you to camp uh and then like the coaches there are just like hey you guys should work out and they're like fuck those guys and they like burn the camp to the ground and it's just like it's 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 so wrong on both sides the approach of that film is so flawed on both sides i would love to watch i specifically remember a scene where like ben stiller's like out for like a bike ride in the woods and like fuck his bike up so he has to like run home with it and they're trying to like do something really fast before he gets back with like candy I, that's that's like the one thing that sticks out in my head about heavyweights them deflating the huge like uh air mattress thing where you jump uh into the lake on oh yeah that's right yeah there's a lot of fat jokes there's a lot of fat jokes at the kids expense in a way that felt like i wasn't sure who i was supposed to be making fun of or rooting for in that movie it's like they didn't commit to uh it's like the um uh uh oh my god what's that show called josh with the nerds and shelton sheldon um big bang theory Theory. it's like the big bang theory where it's like this show's for nerds, and then for a half an hour every night, you can watch uh, the show take a shit on how crazy stupid these nerds are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm a nerd. I, I like this show. I like this show because I'm smart. Hey, guess what? This show's for us. Oh, here comes here comes the attractive normal person to come shit down the throat of all these nerds. <laughs> <laughs> or also, I love like nerds in movies that are like gorgeous, but they just have messy hair with like nerd glasses on with tape oh, in the yeah. middle. I'll uh, yeah. uh, like say like uh, like say anything. No, not say anything. Um, she's all that. She's all that immediately pops in my mind. Right. It's like right. it's like no one noticed the that Rachel Lee Cook was Rachel Lee Cook until she took her fucking glasses off. It's like absolutely bananas to assume that. Also, let's talk about she's all that for one second because there's a scene in that movie where where <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. goes to a '90s coffee shop and everybody's like doing art, and she's basically like, if you want to prove you're fucking cool you got to get on stage and do art. And, and basically, Freddie Prince Jr.'s character gets on stage, takes a hacky sack out of his pocket <laughs> at this coffee house where all these artists are doing amazing things. And he kicks the hacky sack around and just keeps going, hacky sack, and catching it with his feet over and over again while these people watch. And then at the end, he's like, don't let it fall. Too much pressure. Pressure from dad. And then it falls and he's like sweating. Everybody's like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, that's what me and Tom did at our high school. I mean I really wish I that I really wish that your senior <laughs> at your like senior all night party, you were like, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna recreate the part and she's all that where uh Freddie Prince Jr. hacky sacks uh in front of a group of uh pretentious Rob, artists. Is that not well, how you guys played hacky sack? Well people did. Exactly. <laughs> no, the way I played uh, hacky sack was you all stood in the circle hmm. and kicked the hacky sack, and if you made it fall. And if you spelled a word that was chosen ahead of time, you would walk up against a wall, 
grab your balls in your hand and try to pull them up tight and then bend over and show your ass to everybody. They get to whip the thing as hard oh, as they could at your ass. Real. That is exactly oh, how I learned to play Akizak. And then the first time I and then the first time I tried to play it as an adult, I was like, what's the word we're spelled? Everybody's like, what are you talking about? Then I explained that exact story and had a big moment of realization where I realized that most of my friends just wanted to throw something at my ass and did not right. want to play Akizak with me. <laughs> they were just waiting for that moment. They're like, oh, I can't wait to throw stuff at Rob's ass. Like just one, wait. just one time. I wish it would have gotten stuck in right in the hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. we call it the hole there. <laughs> just and what about this side? When I put it, it gets stuck in there, and I had to pull it out. It goes like this. Tom, you said before we started that you wanted to, you had a story about a video store. Yeah. I want to talk about that before you we move what? on. I want to know your story. This is a weird, okay, this is weird. And I actually, I'm not going to tell any, I'm not going to tell any names. I'm not going to tell the names of the actual video store can or you make the guy up, who. Can you make up a video check. store name and the name of the guy? Can you just make it up for us? Let's just let's just call it. No, no. I'm just going to tell you because it's just one story. There's no. There's just one story thing. I mean, I feel it's kind of going overboard. You know. Um, but anyway, so I, I used to go. There's a local video store. It wasn't Family Video, and we used to go there. And so I, I always right. had. I, it wasn't. It was not. But <laughs> I I always had. It was not. By the way, that's that's true. I'm not even making things up. If I'm I were to get Okay. Okay. So if I if I were um anyway i had a great time in this video store and the, the 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 sad kind of weird punchline which is why i don't tell any names here is that um i was like oh you know i wonder what happened to blah 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 and blah 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 and then i looked up the person who owned it and they uh were arrested for child pornography and that's Jesus it. that's my Christ. life yeah that's yeah that's like <laughs> it's actually kind of fucked up and i mean i could i i mean like you know Obviously, you know, nothing happened, you know, to me is just sort of I was in the store with a parent and, you know, we would like kind of, but it, it killed that memory, though. You know what I mean? It was such a good childhood, good, good, wholesome childhood memory running around the store and looking at video cassette cases. Uh, this is where the whole like, you know, art appreciation thing really comes from for me, I believe, you know, uh -huh. looking at these cases being, you know, inspired and then decades later being like, I wonder what happened to them. And then it's like, wow. OK, that's, that's God it. damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God damn. So, I wish no, I would have known. I, I wish I would have known the tone of this story before I knew. So like, Tom's got a great right. little. I've got a nice story. got a story. I mean, like I did, but I did have a story, you know, when I was saying earlier, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't give any details or anything, you know, it's like, Look, Tom, uh, I'm that's, not trying to, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say your story wasn't amazingly entertaining. Uh, I enjoyed the story. Oh, it just took a no, real no, dark was, turn. I agree. I agree. It, it did take a dark turn. I used to but go. Yeah. To, I, I used to go to fucking Mammoth Video when I was a kid. That was my spot. My, I had a friend. Uh, that, well, I went to Family Video a lot too because there was that one in Fraser. I used to ride my bike up there with some guys I grew up with when I was like, you know, a young teenager, and we would just fucking crank through horror movies all the time. That's a, a big thing that we used to do. But then there was Mammoth Video too. That I had a friend who was older than me that worked at it, and he would like hook it the fuck up with like. Faces of Death and all the crazy shit that we definitely should oh, not yeah. have been seeing at that age. So we watched a lot oh, of like sure. super gnarly horror uh, from from Mammoth Video, and like the way he would. I remember there was something he would do to make sure we didn't get in trouble. Where he would like switch the the tape or the box art or something when we bring it up. We just tell him what we wanted or something. I'm trying to remember what we used to do. It was really weird. Uh, you know what? I, I you know it's a weird like textural sensation that I can remember so well too is. You guys remember the plastic overcase that would go over the VHS and you had to like squeeze the sides and the tape would fall out? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It like, it was, yeah. Like I can, I I can yeah. remember those like squeezable plastic protector cases from VHS, that texture and that feeling of like squeezing it and popping the videotape out, like probably more clearly than any other like textural sensation from being a kid. Wow. <laughs> you know, something um, uh, I would love to collect one day would be... Um, do you remember when you used to be able to like rent electronics and video game systems from from uh, video rental places? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You could get those yeah, like yeah. suitcases that you'd pop open, and there would be like yeah. cut out foam, like your your secret agent briefcase to to be able to play your N sixty four that you've uh, you rented for one night. There's never been more evidence. There's never been more evidence that we all grew up super poor 
than that every single right. one of us has rented a fucking video game system because <laughs> because it's a lot easier to get fifteen dollars than to get your parents to give you three hundred. Right. <laughs> Funny. Um, so no, let me ask I'm you. happy to make that for you for any of your systems. <laughs> I feel like oh, that's why maybe that's why I got into the film industry because all the cases have like laser cut <laughs> foam for the cameras. And I was like, this reminds me so much of getting to play Nintendo finally and put the Atari to bed. So let me ask you guys this. Mm-hmm. What have you what you what you all been watching or reading? Does anybody have anything they want to talk about? Wait, is this the next segment? Can we do the do we do the music now or oh yeah, this segment's called uh what you been watching or reading? Tom, you quit on me. That's how we're gonna do. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? That'll get better. Um, so what? What you guys been? What? What you guys been reading or watching? Who wants to start? Well, Rob, I've been watching the TV series called In the Dark. It's a great TV show about a blind girl who solves mysteries of her best friend who died, and they go on for many antics. Hold on, hold on. To be clear, that is not something that. Am I alive? Is this real? (laughs) 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 What questions do you have? Did I did I die, or is this just your life? Am I real? Am I a ghost? Can you guys see me? I thought we were doing like a uh, reading rainbow segment. No, no, I was just fucking around because the content of the show sounds very similar to your actual life. Uh, blind girl that solves mysteries. I do. You've I solved so many. Yeah. I've seen you solve so many mysteries on Facebook. Really? It's like, where did I so- put my coffee cup? Oh, I found it. I've seen you solve so many oh, mysteries. I guess I have actually. <laughs> no, is, I know there's so many yeah. like, uh, and it's True actually crime. a really great show from a blind perspective because they um, actually portray a blind person really well. And the really? torment and the anguish that goes into being a blind person and the weird dynamics between her friends and her family and, you know, her being pissed and angry all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can actually, this is the only blind character I've ever seen portrayed on the screen that I can actually relate to. What's but, it on? Um, yeah, it's super good. It's on Netflix. It's called In okay, the Dark. Cool. In the Dark. Yeah, that sounds dope. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, yeah. And it's great. You know, it has audio descriptions for for the blind. Oh. Sounds awesome. I'm definitely Aww. going to check out In the Dark. Yeah. Uh, Tom, what have you been up to? Um, I binged the show The Pacific. It's a HBO World War II um, uh, miniseries. And um, I don't know. I just felt like getting into something war-related. You know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of war. I'm just, you know, just a historical kind of standpoint, I guess. I, I was kind of curious, but... Um, is it, uh, is, it, and, uh, is it like documentary or is it more like is it like a narrative like storytelling thing it's a little um, bit of both I, there's actually like a like a five minute documentary thing that you know kind of proceeds the actual like you know uh dramatized like series or whatever um and uh and, I, and it's funny i one of the characters who plays a character named snafu in the series he's going to be the villain of the next Bond film. And um, I'm excited for that, I guess. So I'm going to look that up. Um, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that's a follow-up to Band of Brothers, like the second season. Oh. You know, I, maybe, but um, it doesn't really, it, it, it kind of does the whole, like, you know, from, you know, from home all the way to the Pacific back home, kind of. Um, I, I, I know what Band of Brothers is. I believe Band of Brothers takes place in Europe while this takes place in the Pacific theater, you know, but I mean, it's probably all produced by Tom Hanks and, you know, know, who, who hates that guy except for QAnon. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to make this show about QAnon, but I also, I don't know if I mentioned this. (laughs) I I did just find out who they were and my mind is blown, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You told me you started listening to QAnon Anonymous too. Oh my God! Great show. Yeah, it's a yeah, fucking they really good do show. Me, they, they helped me make sense of it, and, um, and not that I even wanted to make sense of this, but I made I'm making sense of it. So yeah. I mean, it's good. It's good to know. It's good to know what kind of crazy bullshit is out there. Um, I will say too, how funny would it be if this just became like a podcast Inception type deal, where we just start reviewing other podcasts? I would love to do that, and that feels uh, very. Mess- <laughs> somebody has to. Have, somebody has to have done that format already. Josh, what what you been watching or reading? 
I, w- I will say I did at one point want to make a podcast that reviewed other podcasts. I was going to call I was going to call myself the podcast or not. Oh, that's really good. Uh, uh, oh my really god! Good. Trademark that now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, it. Would be such an intensive process to review a podcast. Uh, oh yeah. At least, like, especially with it. I feel like you you can record. Uh, there are so many episodes of podcasts that can, that can be out there. So, like, if I if I picked a podcast that had like four hundred episodes, I don't know where I would start. Uh, that would that was the problem with that format. <laughs> I actually don't think it would be hard, Josh. I think it would just be like Talking Dead, like right after Walking Dead. Yeah, or I, or oh, I mean, yeah. you, you you also took it much more literal than me. I would literally just like listen to a few episodes of a podcast and be like, "Hey, my brother, my brother and me, uh, this is a fun podcast. You kind of explain what it's about, and you talk about what you like about it, what you didn't, and you know, maybe yeah. give people an entry point." Yeah. Well, true. can you imagine how many Patreon like subscriptions you would have to get though to like you know really get a possibly a, a really accurate review. I don't know. I mean, maybe, 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 maybe podcasts would just give us the keys to the Patreon to like, you know, to get their own podcast reviewed. But I mean, I don't know if there's any, I don't know. It's a really good idea though. That's what I'm saying too. I mean, that's what I'm thinking about it. I mean, Cordelia could probably do a good deal of uh, podcast reviewing. I think that you probably listen to more podcasts than I fucking heard of. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I was going to say too, um, speaking of podcast reviews real quick, uh, there is a podcast that reviews um, Kickstarters. It's called Your Kickstarter Sucks. And it's really fucking funny to me. I love it. They just like, they just like watch Kickstarter videos and talk shit on the product or talk about how it's a terrible idea or how the people see yeah, it. And it's a very funny yeah, podcast. But, but Josh, I totally cut you off before you even talked about the thing you wanted to talk about. <laughs> Uh, I guess, uh, out of the things I've watched lately was, uh, 12 monkeys watched that this week. Love it. Uh, been a the long series time the since series I've seen the it. Movie. I forgot there was a series. I watched the, uh, the oh, film. I've never seen the series. I just know it exists. Yeah. I believe I started it was watching here. it. It's okay. So Josh, you want to know, you want to know our personal connection to 12 monkeys? Uh, uh, sure. James McGovern is in the war seat of that film. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> He's what? There's that part where like the dude gets shot when they actually travel back to I believe it's World War One. Yeah. He's like reaching. If you look past the soldiers, James McGovern's on the ground behind there. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend James is in that fucking show. He's in Twelve Monkeys. Uh, this is so wild. How many times I've been able to do this on this podcast? I'm not cool. It just so happens that all the pop culture shit we know, like there's someone that we know that is attached to it in some way or another. But anyway, Josh, go on about Twelve Monkeys. <laughs> yeah, I uh I had a, I had a teacher tell me at one point when I was in college that like what you when you're writing something, when you're creating something, what your brain does is it takes everything that you've ever taken in and sort of like meat grinders it up and then what you create from there uh stems from that. And when I watched 12 Monkeys, I had multiple times of going, "Ah, Jesus Christ, thinking about a uh, future that I had written." <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, and watching scenes that ran almost exactly parallel uh, <laughs> and being like, yeah, I guess I did see this movie once when I was like a teenager. And I guess my brain was like, wouldn't it be cool if the time traveler gave the guy a revolver and told him he had to shoot somebody? Oh, I forgot about that. In fucking 12 monkeys. You know what the best part is, Josh, is uh, how many times Brad Pitt comes into the screen in future and yells, get out of my chair. My connection to 12 Monkeys is that lion that was in the movie is actually currently in my backyard. Oh, and how's he doing? How's he holding up? I don't talk to it. How many times do you think uh, that lion's been recognized for their part in 12 Monkeys? And I guess, like, from the lion's perspective, I guess, like, how, like, how many out of like if 100 people see the lion? Like, how many of them are like, oh, my God, that's a fucking lion. And then, like, how many of them are like, oh, hey, that's that lion from 12 Monkeys. Well, <laughs> do you think that ever happens? I mean, I feel like dogs get a lot of, like, screen time that are recognizable and get extra work. But, I mean, lions? I feel like I the weirdest, I feel it's like the weirdest flex is to be like, oh, I remember that lion. You know what I yeah. mean? Just like, <laughs> shout out to zoo, like, oh, you know, that's the fucking lion from, you know, that's something I would do, honestly. I, I, don't I wonder, yeah, I wonder if you could even, <laughs> I wonder if I could even pick out any like TV or movie famous dog 
from another dog unless someone told me. Like, I wonder if I could pick it up. I wonder if I could recognize any animal. Actually, that's not true. The monkey from Friends is in a David Lynch short film. And, and Chris was like putting on at work and watching this David Lynch short film. And I go, oh shit, that's that monkey from Friends. I recognize it right away. So I guess that one monkey from Friends, I'll find his ass every time. <laughs> Very impressive. Marcel, Very impressive. I, I got Marcel's number. <laughs> there, There's just like, there's so many um, restricting factors when it comes to the idea of seeing an animal in either the real world or another picture again, based on just like, the the not only like the the length of life of that animal plus the who trained the animal where that's being shot and if that animal is just like uh just hangs out at a person's house in between like a bear probably you're not going to see a bear <laughs> with the guy as he like goes to the store i guess a famous dog maybe i don't know where we, i'm going we did work we did work one time <laughs> I, I i did a video shoot one time well i was working with the company that did a video shoot one time where they had a very old bear on set um <laughs> <laughs> this bear, they had this, they had this scene, they were selling a truck and they had this scene showing the backup camera. And so they had this bear on set that was a trained bear and the guy brought it out. But this bear was like fucking super old. This was like the oldest bear. And it was apparently a very nice like a bear. Black bear? I black think it was just a, a big ass grizzly bear. And this bear was super okay. old. Like this bear was like the Joe Biden of bears. Like this thing was old <laughs> as fuck. And apparently it was like nice and friendly. It was just happy to be anywhere. It was just like, hanging out and then they would go action and the bear would like walk up behind the truck and then back the truck up in the you'd see it in the back of the cabinet would like sl- slam on the brakes and the bear would stand up and throw his arms up in the air and roar and just like joe biden right after the cut would go come on man come on man this is great right come on man <laughs> hey come on i was, man. I was hoping great, you were bud. saying throw his arms up in the air and roar just like joe biden just like joe biden <laughs> That's what I thought. No, no, no. But, that, but I, I, did, I did see behind-the-scenes footage of a bunch of my friends that worked with this very old bear. <laughs> There's something very funny about elder, elderly animals in the wild. Like, elderly wild animals are very funny. Like, an elderly dog is, like, cute. You know, like, it's like a grandma, like a grandpa, where you're like, oh, that's cute that that person is still alive. But, like, a, an animal, an elderly dog, you're like, oh, hey, look at that little guy. He's... Uh, still doing it but like with an elderly like wild animal it's like you just don't see that very often yeah also, Josh, i feel like you only see like animals like train animals in between like movies is when they're just doing like local news like uh segments like oh and now we have the dog from Airbud joining us today this is buddy <laughs> and he's been in a few films and say hi to buddy everybody and buddy's here to you know, hang out with us for the day, buddy. Some, ass- some yeah. asshole always reveals the dog's gender, too. They're like, like I, I remember being a kid, and somebody's like, you know, that dog from Airbud's really a fucking girl because I saw when it jumped and it had no penis. It's like, okay, cool, guy. Oh, that's <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, yeah, fucking, yeah. good fucking eye there. You can spot a dog's dick from a fucking... Way to be fucking awesome. <laughs> Um, you know i just remember we were talking about this is there was like a bunch of weird like wild animals and cages spots that we would visit as kids when we'd go to northern michigan it was like there was like a place there was like the place on the way to port huron i want to say it had buffalo burgers and they had live buffalo we've been there i've totally been there rob yeah remember you could like feed the buffalo through the fence and you could go outside and eat that motherfucker like it was like super screwed up so weird Josh, you remember yeah. that? Yeah, I, I do remember that. Once, yeah, definitely. I think we stopped going there because it bit you once when we were kids. Or I bit you in front of the, the buffalo. Bur- Either way, somebody got bit. Rob, the burger bit you? Yeah, I don't think we ever actually went in that restaurant. I don't think we once went in that restaurant. I think we would go yeah, over and like feed because the restaurant was expensive. I think we would go over and we'd like fuck with the buffalo and then we'd keep driving. And the other one is Where somewhere. Where was this? I want to say it was in Yale. Josh, well, no, right? I, I think it was It was really close to like there was an outlet center near Port Huron that I right dude i can't remember the name of that place it's in port huron that outlet center port huron okay anyway i could bug joshua yeah, Riedel, the director of the russian five uh which is a film i helped him make uh no big deal but uh he grew up in port huron i can <laughs> bug him right now but uh yeah anyway he uh or uh the other thing i was just thinking while we we're talking about all this was josh you remember there was that one place in the up where you could buy a soda and then just drop it down a tube and this fucking sad bear in a cage would just chug a soda pop you remember that i don't that's, that might have been before you 
Are you talking about Oswald, the Oswald uh, Bear Ranch, maybe? That, that might have been it. I just remember, I remember a big old bear in a cage and they had this PVC pipe and you could buy a soda from somebody behind a counter and if you bought it, you could unscrew the lid yes. and then you drop yes. it into the fucking PVC pipe and the bear would pick that soda up and slam that bitch. And uh, it was real fucked up as an adult, but it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen as a kid. Of course. <laughs> you know, I was really just helping a bear get diabetes. Like, I mean, it's probably the most American <laughs> bear there is. He's living in the UP, chugging soda, you know, doing oh. what he does. There's not, you don't get much wow. more Michigan than that bear. I think it would be called diabetes at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, I did forget to say fizzy drinks, and I do have a lot of regret about that. Um, okay. There's also a, there's also a zoo <laughs> there that I, I've never been to. There's also a zoo that I've never been to. I'm pretty sure maybe that was it. Um, I don't know. One of the two. Actually, what were that place? We we're talking about weird attractions. Like, did any of you guys ever go to Deer Acres? Yes. <laughs> I love that you went to all these same places. Tom, did you ever go so to Deer funny. Acres? <laughs> That's the deer farm, the deer ranch, right? Yeah, it closed down. But yeah, you used to be able to like buy sugar cubes and have deer lick them out of your hand. This was, um, there was a deer ranch we passed up uh, in the Upper Peninsula there. Um, but uh, no, we didn't, we didn't stop. We didn't stop there or anything. I think Deer Acres used to be in like the Grayling Ross Common area, if I remember right. And actually, I do have one sense. specific memory there. Uh, I was playing hacky sack there with a sugar cube and a kid threw it and lodged it in my ass and deer licked it right out of there. Okay. I was holding it. <laughs> e. 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 Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, Deer Acres was a fucking thing. There was also this museum, quote unquote museum, that I have very fond memories of. But it was probably super weird. It was called like the Call of the Wild Museum. That was like in Grayling. Did any of you guys go there? No, no that I, I remember that place. Mom, Mom claims that we met Fred Bear there. Yeah, really, the Fred Bear. Yeah. Oh, wow. I did. I. I I did meet Ted Nugent once at uh, Massimino's, which used to be like a guitar store in Roseville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah, yeah he was, was there yeah. one day, and I had just learned how to do uh, like pentatonic boxes on a guitar and like tap picking. I had literally just learned that stuff. I was like really into Randy Rhodes at the time. And I was just kind of like sitting there playing with it. And this dude who, who I didn't, I, I think I knew, I think he looked familiar to me, but I didn't know who I was. He was like, showing me some stuff and they left and this dude was like dude Ted Nugent just taught you how to do a thing and I was like oh cool <laughs> who the fuck is Ted Nugent I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, bumped, I bumped into uh, the drummer of Kid Rock at Guitar Center I didn't know it was hmm. her until somebody pointed out like oh cool did you guys start a band Neat. by the way she's really short she's like as short as I am if not shorter oh hilarious yeah I remember I remember thinking even I remember thinking when Kid Rock first came out that his band looked like it was super cool people, but I didn't know I never did like uh, Kid Rock's uh, music. Josh, I think if you, Josh, if you could, Josh, if you could Google Call the Wild Museum of Michigan and just make this our Instagram post for this episode, that would make me very happy. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do there. It's a there's a picture of a child. Actually, actually, use this one because it looks like this wolf thinks we're hilarious. <laughs> um, did you guys ever go to African Safari in Ohio? No, we didn't do a lot of Ohio oh. travel because okay. we went to, we went to uh, I believe we went to Cedar Point twice. And then one time we went to the Toledo Zoo and the gorillas at the Toledo Zoo, I specifically remember uh, the first time I went there, two of them were peeling. So it's like a glass uh, encasement and two of them were like peeling the stripping off. And then the big one would oh. run by and punch the glass, testing to see if it was weakening. And they just kept doing oh. that. We're there. And I was like, guys, this is going to be a fucking problem. <laughs> And I do remember, like, a few months <laughs> later, reading that the gorillas had broken out of their cage. <laughs> oh, I remember, I remember, like, being a kid and being like, guys, this is, uh, is going to be a big deal. These guys are figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, uh, guys, African safari was crazy because you could actually drive through their park. And it was really? like an open safari type setting. Yeah, in your car. And they would, like, awesome. sell whatever kind of food, like marshmallows or in a cone or whatever. But yeah, you could feed animals like out of the car window. I remember giraffes and like ostriches. I actually don't remember anything else. I feel like there were like gazelles. I don't recall like lions or rhinos or anything, but I don't know. Oh, so I'll probably have to ask my parents. Yeah. They probably, that would kept all the dangerous animals separate, especially the raptors. Yeah. Yeah. We would like go there like before or after, like going to Cedar Point. That sounds awesome. Oh, I wow. had no idea that that place just. But so like the couple times we went to Cedar Point, we didn't like get a hotel and stay the night. Like we like drove in. 
and drove out. And I never did SeaWorld, which I'm actually kind of proud of now as an adult. When I was a kid, I really wanted to go to SeaWorld. But like now, I'm obviously aware of how fucking problematic SeaWorld is. But as a kid, I was always super bummed that we never went to SeaWorld. Oh, dude, we always went SeaWorld. <laughs> did, you really, did, you get, did, you, did you get splashed by a whale? No, we always sat pretty far back. We didn't want to get wet. I feel like you could have really used um, like some Being of your... Yeah, to really get up there right by that whale. Yeah. No, I yeah, I mean, as a kid, I was like, that thing's terrifying. That thing's huge. I'm not going near that. You were a you were a very small kid too. Yes, and I was scared of everything. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I mean, if you're like, I mean, I, yeah. I feel like a whale. I get. I guess like what I'm trying to say here is a small whale is a huge whale. <laughs> what do? What are you trying to say, Rob? <laughs> like, like even the smallest whale is still the biggest fish I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, big um, whales are big whales too. You know, big whales keep on turning. <laughs> uh, coming in fifteen minutes late with the update. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> the Range Road Outlet Center is what where those buffalo were. It was like right near oh, Range okay. Road in Port Huron area. Josh, did, Josh, did you ever um, did you ever say what you've been watching? <laughs> I did, I did, yeah. Uh, okay. uh, Twelve I, monkeys, uh, which somehow uh, spiraled. <laughs> uh, I know this isn't how it happened, but but it probably started with twelve monkeys and ended with the monkeys from Friends. <laughs> Closing the loop, uh, it was twelve monkeys. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, it was Binks the monkey that was in both Ace Ventura's Outbreak and um, George of the Jungle, the the cinematic. Okay. Oh wow! Uh, uh, Ace Ventura's that's Outbreak. Outbreak. That's my fault. No, Ace Ventura Outbreak and that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ace Ventura's outbreak is not like the third Ace Ventura, but we could be though. I mean, Ace Ventura outbreak. Is that the sequel to Twelve Monkeys? I think we're living Ace Ventura's outbreak right now. Um, Yeah, uh, I've been watching uh, Cobra Kai, the TV show. It's oh my god, I just started it. Netflix, so good. It's fucking great. So good. Uh, it, I, I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, this guy's like kind of a racist, problematic dickhead. I don't know if I'm going to like this show. And then by episode three, I was like, I fucking love this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like seven or eight, eight episodes in. I love it. I, I, I powered through the entire first season in like one evening. I started watching it at like yeah. 5.30 and I stopped watching it at like 1 a.m. <laughs> nice. And it, nice. And it was uh, an evening well spent. It's really, really fucking good. Everybody should watch Cobra Kai. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be so good, but I've heard everybody talk about it on social media and everything. So I was like, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. it's so good and it's addicting. I get it. And then the I other thing after the first season, um, oh, I, I have I not, I have not started season two yet. Season one was great. Yeah, I don't know if I am going to watch I season four. That happens yeah, to me a lot. I'll like, that happens to me a lot. I'll like fall in love with the show, and then like they'll end season one on the cliffhanger. I'll be like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> Just never go yeah. back to it. That actually does have to be quite a bit. And as far as what I'm reading is, I, I just got it in the mail. I haven't started yet, but I'm about to start reading John Brown by W. E. B. Du Bois. Du Bois. I mean, sorry, I won't say it like an idiot. W. E. B. Du Bois wrote a book called John Brown, and John Brown is somebody I think is super fucking interesting. So I'm going to start reading about him. And obviously, I should be reading more uh, W. E. B. Du Bois. Um, I don't know so who that I, is. Did I know? I'll let John you. Brown? I'll let you guys know how this book is. Uh, when I dive into it, we can talk more about it. It looks like the weirdest thing is, is the copy I got. It looks like somebody, um, I'll show it to Josh. He's the only one who can see it, but it looks like somebody scanned the pages of somebody else's annotated copy. Cause that's in the print. Those like things that look like marks. Huh? Yeah. And this was like not a cheap book. I bought like a nice hardcover book. So I don't know. Uh, actually Satara bought it for me. It was very nice of her. But I, I was, oh man, this book is unreadable. Uh, <laughs> Look. Yeah, that's very strange. I can't read this book. There's like, like uh, pages. Some, some of like, the parts of the pages are, are completely white as though they've been poorly photocopied. Yeah, this whole page is You just have a realization you don't know how to read? I guess I don't know how to read. Um, oh my God. Oh, that's sad. Uh, no, every page on the left side of this book there wasn't enough ink on the printing press when they did it. And I can't read any pages that are on the left side of this book. This book was like $30. <laughs> oh, 
Oh no! Uh, it's, it oh, appears man. to be a hardcover, and you know that's that's how they that, that's how they get you with the, the markup. But I do have no explanation for the rest of that. Uh, is, it have, new, is it a new copy? It doesn't look old. Uh, it looks like a brand new book. I'm trying to figure out. Like yeah. I don't know if they list when it's printed. This is super fucking weird. Um, I, I literally just unpacked it right before the podcast. So I was like, I'm gonna read this tonight after the podcast. Um, I, you know what? I can tell play. you, I could tell you what year it was printed, except for, um, it was on the, the printing side. of the year is on the left-hand side and it's faded to the point where I can't read it. So yeah, that, but no, it's, I mean, it feels like, it feels like a brand new book. It does not feel like an old book. Hmm. What's, what's the book about? It's just about the life of John Brown, uh, which I could tell you if I had read it already, but oh. I mean, John Brown. John Brown, I know John Brown. Yeah, John Brown was essentially, uh, I believe that he was a big part of the kickoff for the Civil War. He was an abolitionist who, like, you know, fucking thought slavery was the cancer that was ruining America. And he he had this idea that him and a bunch of other abolitionists and former slaves would take this fort uh, that was filled with weapons Uh, in the South. It was it was actually Fort Knox, I believe. Really? Yes. Uh, They 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 try to over. They did take it. They did take the fort. uh, But the idea they had was um, all the slaves in the area would rebel against their slave masters and burn the plantations to the ground and kill their slave masters and come and join them to fight. But the problem was that slavery was so ingrained that it felt like a suicide mission. So eventually they broke in and killed John Brown and his uh, party. And I've heard some stories. I don't know how true they are. Again, I got to read the book. Some of this is probably just bullshit I've heard from the Internet. But at one point, I know one of John Brown's kids got shot uh, oh, and it was wow. like bleeding out. And he was like, this kid was like saying it hurt so bad. He wanted to give up. And I remember there's some story about how John Brown was like, if you keep complaining, I'll shoot you myself. And just went right back to war because <laughs> he thought that you know, <laughs> abolishing slavery was more important than pain and death. I mean, he's a very interesting wow. man. So I'm, I'm excited to read about him. And I think it's going to be a cool oh, yeah. story. But uh, so, yeah, I haven't started that yet. And obviously, I'm going to have to send this fucking book back and get a new copy before I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's right out. So um, I think we should probably just call this one a night. Uh, you know, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been VHS Playback. Uh, you know, this has uh, been VHS Playback. Thank you all for out. listening. Give them the email. Give them the email on the website and all that crap or the email on the Instagram. You can send us an email at vhsplaybackpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at vhsplayback. I believe I believe it's just at vhsplayback. Let me tell I like you that you got to look it up. Uh, I would like to add uh, fuck12, ACAB. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. I've been Rob <laughs> Cousinot. I've been Cordelia Grimm. I've been Tom Petuna. That's <laughs> And I've been Josh Cousinoff. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Have a good evening. And we're out. All right, I'm going to stop the record. <laughs> that, was too, that one was too weird for my voice. <laughs> Have a good evening. <laughs> Have a good evening. <laughs>